Welcome to Bunta Vista Season 5. So glad to have you back for another go-around. I'm Theo, and I'm ready, so let's start the show. You may have seen her writing on SBS Comedy, Junkie, and of course Twitter, where she has over 35,000 followers. She's the only member of the podcast smart enough to let her men's membership lapse. It's Lucy. Hey, Lucy. Hi. Hey. How you going? You ready to kick off Season 5? Uh, yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> Wonderful. Perfect. Uh, and also, also perfect, as always, he's the irrepressible, commendable, impregnable, masterful man himself, runner-up in Australia's Best Pussy Eater Competition 2017, Mr. Cook You Kimchi and then Smoke Your Ass Out, the Segway Samurai himself, it's Andrew! How are you, buddy? Ho! <laughs> Let's go! My man is pumped! <laughs> Wow! You know, record some Bunta Vista. It's the first first podcast to ever run to five seasons. That's right. Mm. We're like, we're like the friends of podcasts. That's right. And who's number one? Sorry, just out of interest. I think it's us, Pussy right? Eater Australia contest. Oh, oh, that, that's oh Kevin I just, like, <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ! And like, even even though, like, granted, I didn't win that that year. Fair enough. And the next year, the person who came first uh, wasn't able to compete due to dying in a tragic uh, cut-breaks car accident. Mm-hmm. And still, no one ever convicted for that accident. Um, but I was able to win. I was able to win 2018. Yeah. Um, and finally, returning guest, great friend of the show. Hopefully, by now, you've heard him on the podcast Trash Future, which is a twisted take on tech politics and everything in between. Co-host of Boney Island Whitefish with our very own Andrew, now on season two. So check that out. Joining us ahead of the Australian Trash Future National Tour. He's British, but don't hold that against him. It's Riley. Hey, Uh, buddy. (laughs) That was 95% accurate. (laughs) Uh, What did I fuck up? I'm just, I'm just very, very pleased to be involved in another season five of something. Yeah, you guys like the new, right. the new theme music. Is uh, that that's you just it? That? Was just the theme music? Yeah. Uh, no, I didn't write that. That's the intro to uh, Neon Genesis Evangelion. 
Yeah, but you were yeah, like well, playing cool. a cover. You know, it was no, you no, performing. That's, that's literally a <laughs> legally binding copy. Yeah, that you own, right? That you, you're claiming cop like you you know how like sometimes you'll see on YouTube someone's like um mm. I don't know, posting Oh I posting don't, a yeah, song I, I yeah, don't and they're like uh, <laughs> I claim no co- <laughs> I, I renounce copyright to this video yeah. you don't do that. You specifically do not renounce copyright to that song. You're claiming Ex- exactly. ownership. Yeah. Well it's like when you um when something's been in the public sphere using that kind of like how like how Coke is just shorthand for soda mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. Is it um yeah, absolutely. Um, they no longer own that theme because we've we've got it. That's ours. It's the copyright. I think um, we could more say that Coke is shorthand for cola, really. Hmm. Yeah. yeah we're I mean, going we don't out have to get into take a on that one. Just having a little Coke, but you're having a little lemonade. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, the, I saw my favorite one of those. I saw my favorite one of those the other day on YouTube, which was um, was uh, no no copyright infringement intended. <laughs> you can get away with anything. We're sorry if you were inf- offended. <laughs> yeah, a copyright lawyer version of no offense, but you are fucking ugly. You know? Yeah, it's just being like, I'm gonna just close my eyes and start uploading videos, and if one of the videos happens to infringe a copyright, then uh, that's you right. know that's it's no no fault of I mine. I can't be held responsible. Yeah, it's not my fault. Yeah, absolutely. my eyes were closed. How can you? How could you label that intent? You know? Your Honor, my eyes were closed at the time of the uh, alleged <laughs> violation. Um, <laughs> so I want to. I want to also sort of say, first of all, uh, Theo, thank you for mentioning that there is a Trash Future tour in Australia. If you like Bunta Vista's Ben McClay, then you are out of luck to see him live with us in Brisbane. But if you like. Uh, Bunta Vista's runner-up cutest boy, Andrew Law, then it is almost too late, but not yet too late, to see him with us in uh, Canberra, the capital of Australia, Australian <laughs> capital. Right. Canberra? Wild. They're doing two nights. Are you doing two nights in Canberra? Is that we're, right? We're doing one night in Canberra, and we're doing <laughs> one nights. night in Canberra. <laughs> two nights in Canberra. <laughs> But we're doing it not really because we wanted to go to Canberra. We genuinely are doing it because we wanted to say hi to Andrew. Yes. <laughs> You're going to hate Canberra. <laughs> oh, it's beautiful. Yeah. I was about to say we love it here, but I am not here in Canberra. I am currently in Brisbane sitting in Ben's apartment doing this podcast. Uh, ben has gone out to see a show. <laughs> <laughs> I can't be bothered to go to work. You do it. That's right. He's left me alone, unmonitored. Um, so who knows what I'm going to have rubbed which part of my body on when he gets back. That's the mystery, mm. you know? You, you have to be okay with the fact that Louis has also rubbed his mm. body on that as well. So if you're, if you're okay with some cross-contamination happening... Yeah. I think that's the idea, really. Uh, yeah. yeah. Something of a United Nations. These are all the things that we deal with, you know, when we... When we establish relationships with each other, when we cohabitate, all things mm. of that nature. Mm-hmm. But sometimes when yeah, you have yeah. relationships, you can run into a little problem here or there. Ooh. And when you run Uh-oh. into a problem, who do you turn to? We all know who. It's motherfucking well, a- Dr. Lucy. So can we ah! quickly turn to... No, <laughs> I missed my chance. <laughs> all right. Pocket. Can Pocket. we quickly turn to also um, one more thing? 
uh, about the Trash Viewer Australia tour. I got so distracted yes. by talking about why we went to Canberra, I forgot to say the third thing. Um, so I'm afraid Dr. Lucy will have to go unpaged for just a moment, which is, uh, do you like Tom Walker and Demi Lardner? Uh, there are a small number of tickets available to see us with them in Sydney. That is Sydney, Australia's Ooh. largest city. Uh, it's home of the famous Opera House, Beach, Barrier Reef, um, and I've heard also... Home uh, of the famous uh, Beach. Austri- <laughs> <laughs> famous Beach. Um, and uh, Best Coffee. If you disagree with me, come to the Sydney show and tell me there. You'll have to buy a ticket. He can't yes. say that yes. on here. Yeah. I don't think he can I, um, say that. Yeah. You guys got that Sydney Sydney show, hey? I mean, we're we're doing we're doing gimpy, so that's pretty big. Yeah, yeah yours is good too. Yours is good, yours is good too. That's true. We are doing a live show in gimpy tomorrow, provided that this episode comes out right after we record it, which I'm pretty sure it will. If you can get yourself to the city of gimpy in Queensland, you can see us tomorrow. Uh, Riley, I just want to say, you know that you are truly an honorary member of the podcast when you derail a segue like that. Uh, which brings me, of course, <laughs> back <you>. to, <laughs> it's time to page Dr. Lucy. If you find that you are having a little relationship trouble, just to pick up your telephone and dial it on the double. You call one 800-317-5155 Yes, classic relationship trouble here. Um, this is the perfect thing to ask Lucy about, really. If we're keeping it real. Are we keeping it real here on the show? I think we're keeping it 100. Yeah, I think we're always keeping it real, keeping it hunted. Mm-hmm. Yes, thank you. <laughs> cap or no cap? Like Which no one? cap. <laughs> no cap. No cap. That's good. We're no cap. <laughs> to quickly confer with each other off to the side. Is it cap or is it not? <laughs> Which one do you think? Uh, yeah, we're gonna. We're, it's like on university challenge. Like we're we're gonna go with cap. Thank you. Uh, and like oh, I'm afraid it was no cap. Uh. But let's see what they're taking home. <laughs> These fine university challenge caps. Doing who wants to be a millionaire? I'll I'll phone a nephew. Can I phone a nephew? <laughs> Uh, so <laughs> can, can I text my uncle? <laughs> my, none of my uncles would know what cap was, to be fair. That's uh, not uncle they, shit. <laughs> yeah, they, they in turn yeah. would have to ask their children who were my cousins. So I think I could go, I could go cousin at the youngest and ideally, although, yeah, my, my nephew is not old enough to know what cap is. There's the problem. Mm. Jeez. See, I think what we've done uh, is we've identified two different lifelines. You know, phone a nephew, mm. text an uncle. Um, mm. yeah, I'd like to. I'd like to engagement farm and ask if this has ever happened to y'all. Yeah, yeah. Sex to coworker. You know. <laughs> uh, this comes to no. us from the classic place where all relationship issues are resolved. We are, of course, talking about the subreddit slash relationship underscore advice. My coworker has been farting a lot. Here in the details. <laughs> that classic problem. Uh, Recently, what? my coworker has been farting a lot. What are the implications of this? That's a loaded question. That's, that's a huge question. It's probably stinky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's probably gonna. He's probably gonna do a dookie. <laughs> probably, probably some diet implications. I imagine. 
Um, <sighs> I just can't believe that my coworker, let's Andrew L. Or no, that's too specific. How about A. Law <laughs> has been putting <laughs> up a storm in the office from his all bean diet. It's got to go somewhere. Come on. For more context, this person writes, it all started when we were working mm-hmm. together and she passed gas. I'm not buying it. Women don't fart. <laughs> Women don't fart. Um, I laughed because I thought she it's did it true. with her mouth. Clarifying question. He thinks that what she was like doing the thing where you put your two hands yep. up to your mouth and make like a fart. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> she, like, he, Very much. Like, he just like had... Said like, oh hey, why don't we go to like that salad place for lunch? And she had a very rude and juvenile way of dismissing his idea. Yeah, <laughs> I thought she did it with her mouth before noticing the smell. She was embarrassed, but when I laughed, her <laughs> mood switched, and she said, "Quote, oh you like that, huh?" Oh, I didn't know how to reply. Huh. <laughs> Ever since that point, she has been really letting it rip all the time, sometimes even drawing attention to it by giving a warning beforehand and requesting silence. Oh my god, she is down bad, dude. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, I finally found a dude who's into this. I don't don't know if it's impolite to observe this, but sometimes... Sometimes I think on the internet there's three categories of people writing things that happened, which is things that happened, things that didn't happen, and things that didn't yep. happen, but the person writing it is jacking off to the fact that they're writing it. And I yeah. think this might be the I was going to say, mm. this, is just, wish this did not happen, yeah, but they wish was, that this happened. She was so stinky. And she said, oh, do you like that? Yeah, well, <laughs> I was she trapped made, in the she... lift and I couldn't get out. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, okay. Look, look. I'd been we naughty. Now... I had assumed at the start of this this letter because it's a it's a long held policy on this show that uh, I will not review the material before I start reading it. But my assumption from the start of this was how do I handle this relationship with a coworker? As in, how do I get this person to stop ripping ass in our cubicle or whatever? Mm. You know. Um, instead, we've taken a turn here. She'll often say stuff like. That was like a car horn, or that's a real stinker, complimenting the sound and smell of her flatulence. As far as I can tell, she uh-huh. only does this when I'm around. Is this a sign she might be I interested in me? Yeah. I am not sure, and I'd hate to misinterpret anything. <laughs> this is a fantasy. This is a detailed yeah. fantasy. Does yeah. she want to fart also, on me? Also, she looked like my mom's friend. she looked like my mom's friend who would come around after school sometimes every now and then mom would have to go out to get something and we'd be all alone but she'd talk to me like a grown-up you know and then every now and then she'd rip an absolute perler you know and oddly enough i've been fixated on this ever since <laughs> oh man! Uh, this this was written by someone who not only I don't think did this happen to them, and they're jacking off to it. I don't think that they have a job. <laughs> no, they don't have one at all. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, like no one with a job works in a cubicle. That's from the 1990s. Yeah, that's some office space shit. Do people have cubicles anymore? Do those exist? So, Lucy, are you coming down on the side of this? Did not happen. Hundred percent, but they wish it would. Mm-hmm. You know they this, wish it did. This did not happen, but this person is very horny. You can imagine what it'd be like if it did. Yeah, so, <laughs> so, something did happen once this has been written. 
Unfortunately, I'm mm. concerned that we're we're playing into this sicko's fantasy by being like, and then it's going to be read on a podcast. It. Oh, they're going to read the words that I said and and, and somehow make it more mm. real. That guy's filthy. <laughs> that I got farted around. I I I do commend the sort of um, I commend the detailedness of the fantasy so that the um, that the uh, sort of like like the. the the fart smell fetish can be transplanted onto what appears to be a polite company message board where people are like, uh, my, my girlfriend never, you know, never closes her, um, never closes her wardrobe. Uh, is it a legal kill? You know, it's, it's like the normal stuff like that. And uh, this guy's here being like, yeah, what about the fart coworker? Huh? Let's yeah. everyone take <laughs> that seriously. It's really stinky though. I now, in fairness to this letter, this person did not say at any point uh, that they work in a cubicle. That was one of my imaginings. So oh, they could work, that. say, they could work, say, in an Amazon warehouse. Hmm. Uh, oh, or does anything, Andrew but, not have a job? He said cubicle. I th- <laughs> but I think, I think that where where it takes the turn to unbelievable is um, we go from she farted. I laughed because I thought it wasn't a fart. And then she was like, oh, this dude's into farts. Then we immediately take a turn into... Then she wa- she really wanted me to hear the farts. And she was talking about how, how much the farts smelled and how the smell was good, actually. And I have interpreted this as... She is, in fact, horny for me. Mm. Yeah. I mean, taking, if like- we're taking a very, very charitable interpretation that this is real... I think that's safe to say. That she is, yeah. Yeah. For sure. That she noticed a thing that, like, that's, like, a bit neggy, but a bit kind of, like, uh, you know, self-deprecating, and now she's repeating it to try and get the same results again. Like, hitting mm. the hitting the dopamine button, but on, yeah. on you. She read some James Joyce letters, and she's like, guys love farts. Yeah, I want that for me. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to talk that the way that to get to bag <laughs> the sort of inventor of literary modernism is you gotta give yourself a little ab massage every morning to really get the get things working. You know what? If you're lucky enough to be lactose mm. intolerant, then you can have milk with your cereal, and like the man of your dreams will waft over on your stink lines like a classic hobo. <laughs> mm-hmm. Also, if you would like that to happen to you, you could also try being Theo's son. Yeah. Um, and you will get your legs lifted up and your, your tummy rubbed, your legs bicycled. You know, until mm-hmm. you till you do some tremendous farts. Yeah, till that thing sings. I got so try that out. Uh, you know. Yeah, I got some. I got some gassy boys. I'm just. <laughs> what are you feeding them? We feed them bad boys. Milk. <laughs> milk, huh? Standard issue. Now, now Theo. Speaking of milk. Theo, speaking of milk, when you're feeding yeah. milk to a baby, yeah, that's what I would consider pretty normal. Uh-huh. However, sometimes you can take milk right out of the context in which you're familiar with and it suddenly becomes a mystery liquid. Mystery liquid Can't tell what colour it is with a slick oily sheen What could it mean? Mystery liquid I see some goop that is forming a pool on the floor Who is it for? I'm Taste the 
mystery liquid. This is where we gingerly dip our index finger into strange liquids that we find around the place. Uh, give it a little sniff, and if it's not too bad, maybe just a touch to the tip of the tongue. It's a little taste. How else are you going to identify something like that, you know? I'd like to see you do it. This comes to us from the Lubbock Avalanche Journal. And I'm... Huh? I got to be honest. I'm a little. I'm a little perplexed by the by the name of this paper. What is it? Is yeah. So Lubbock is a place in Texas, I believe. Mm-hmm. Right, like like the uh, like the chicks song Lubbock or leave it. You know, haven't heard it. Uh, but then the name of the paper is the Avalanche Hyphen Journal. Like a, it's a, it's a newspaper and it's an avalanche. It could be, uh, you know, avalanche journal. You're a blast. fan of the uh, Colorado. Well, avalanche. you know, you know when they call something like a, yeah, they call something like a, like a Herald Journal or a Morning Herald, you know, that kind of thing. Those are things where you're like, okay, I get it. Yeah. You're, you're giving me news in the morning. Mm-hmm. Are, are you giving us a, a deluge of news? See, I'm going to be honest with you. I thought this was an academic journal. Uh, the University oh. of Lubbock, Texas Journal of Avalanches. I would believe that that's mm. a thing that exists. Also, mm-hmm. I, I know I only cleared one question. I'd like to ask a second. I haven't asked my one question yet. <laughs> I would like uh-huh. to double that to a second question that's come to my mind now. Okay. Um, we reserve the right to uh, censor this question if, <laughs> if we're not happy about it. Do you have like a bunch of Google alerts set up for like in quote marks gross liquid awful liquid um, <laughs> yucky fluid oh, and stuff like this as, as, as far as I understand it Ben has a series of Google alerts set up for all kinds of things uh, there's Bigfoot related things there's liquid related things wow um, he's, he's got a, a lot of Google alerts going on that mm-hmm. he fishes okay. through to find us Thank the most uh, obscure and inconsequential news that we could hope to hear. So this comes to us from the perplexingly named Lubbock Avalanche Journal. Lubbock police respond to video of officer leaving mystery liquid on DJ's door. (laughs) (laughs) It's probably piss, right? (laughs) Well, my immediate thought... Oh, never mind. (laughs) uh, (laughs) My immediate thought is um, when when I used to have housemates instead of living with my wife and children... um, one day, my cat jumped up on his desk, and she did something that I've never seen before and had never seen again. She jumped up on his desk and immediately shot, like, a thimble worth of just, like, coke-like liquid from her, like, did, asshole did, did pussy Did you say region. coke-like liquid? Yeah. <laughs> just... Uh-huh. From, her, <laughs> from her cat cloaca And by area. coke, you mean diarrhea. No, I don't. coke is, like, shorthand. No, no, no. I mean, like... I mean, so like... So uh, diarrhea's, you know... Like a syrupy brown kind of mystery oh. liquid. Like 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 you poured some Coke into a saucepan and cooked it down a bit. Yes. Yeah, reduced Coke. Okay. We're talking okay. a, a Coke roux. Um, <laughs> coke juice. <laughs> a Coke juice. <laughs> and, coke uh, reduction. And yeah. yeah, I've never seen it before in all my years of cat ownership, and I've never seen it since. And I reckon that, that cop pulled his pants down, got his old cloaca out, <laughs> got his cop cloaca ready, primed. Fired a little bit of uh, <laughs> cop reduction jus onto the. Okay, okay, because we are going to get a bit of additional information about. Oh, okay, liquid. that wasn't it. No. Well, <laughs> uh, I'm look. I'm not saying it was or it wasn't from the cop, right? 
Lubbock right. Police on Wednesday explained an officer's role in leaving a mysterious bag of unknown, quote, opaque white liquid, end quote, <laughs> on a radio DJ's apartment door. <laughs> that sounds like he's... He's shooting ropes on this dude's door, right? Yeah. I don't think I can name another opaque white liquid. Yeah. I mean... Uh, icing. Like, if you don't put enough sugar in icing. If you watered down some, yeah. like, PVC wood glue, maybe. What's the fucking thing you put between the layers in lasagna? <laughs> like, a a bechamel. like a bechamel. Like a bechamel. He's left... Like he, yeah. he was right. like I'm <laughs> like uh, maybe he's like I'm gonna make you D- Mr. DJ. Thank you very much. Um, uh, you know for um, mm-hmm. for playing whatever the music is now. Uh, for playing my favorite song four times yeah. in a row. David uh, Cop Rock. Thank you for playing the entire uh, <laughs> soundtrack of Cop Rock. <laughs> uh, I also know that you're gluten intolerant, <laughs> allergic to tomatoes, vegetarian. Um, and uh, 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 and so on. So I've made you all of the elements of a lasagna you can eat. Please accept this bag of bechamel and thank you. <laughs> yes, I'm. I'm got, this week you're getting a bag of bechamel. Next week a nice bag of red sauce. You know. <laughs> Next week some blanched uh, sheets of lasagna. <clears throat> got your lasagna yeah. subscription. <laughs> yeah, you're subscribed. Yeah. You you financed a lasagna and you're getting it in parts. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't wait till the end of the month when I can assemble my lasagna. Yeah, and pass the DLC. <laughs> oh, this is a business Yo, model. Noodles we could just do dropped. This. We could do. I, Riley, do you think we could get VC funding for? Do you think we could get VC funding for subscription dinner? <laughs> um, well, I mean, if you don't mind me going TF for a second, work. in in Britain that has sort of happened, where um. Our version of... You guys have a Afterpay, right? Like, that's big in Australia? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Or whatever these services are called, like Buy Now, Pay Later. So, the big European one, Klarna, has, is now in partnership with, like, our main food delivery app. So, you can finance, like, a curry. Oh, yeah. That's, that's, that has happened here already, oh. where you can... If you're at the pub, you can go to the pub and buy, like, a beer or a serve of chips and Afterpay it. That's fucked up. It is. It that is. That seems like it would catch up with people. It's not good. Like, it's not good. <laughs> no, but here's the thing, Lucy. Here's what you don't understand, right? Uh, with your with your simple-minded millennial viewpoint. You don't understand. It used to be really bad when people took out all these credit cards and they ran up a whole bunch of personal debt, right? But the young people of today, they understand that that's not a good mm. thing to do. They've cut up all their credit cards... Right. No this more credit cards, pay. just Afterpay and Zip and Hum and the other 90 services yep. like this um, that people can mm-hmm. spread all their payments between, but they don't have a credit card, so... Biff, Pow, yes. Splun, <laughs> Bap, and so on and so forth. But we can get this on like a, like a 5.5% equivalent rate. Um, you can have a cop deliver some cum yeah. to your door. Yeah. What a world we live in. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, has your cop cum come in yet? Don't even talk to me till I've had my cop cum. Uh, (laughs) Ten bucks a month. Going up to fifteen dollars. Oh god, you gotta send (laughs) in like not not only nineties kids will remember how you had to send in a hundred proof of purchases and then wait eight weeks (laughs) to get the bag of uh, cop cum bechamel. Pulling up to the uh 
pulling up to the Starbucks window. Um, I want a hazelnut mocha, two pumps of cop cum. Just one pump for me. I don't want it too sweet. Well, Starbucks hack. You know, actually, if you if you order a um, if you order a double fat tall grande with two pumps of cop cum, it's actually forty cents cheaper than a pumpkin spice latte and tastes basically the same. It's a Starbucks hack. Not a lot of people know about it. Yeah, you, look, just ask for all of these things. I call that one the thin white line. The, the thin <laughs> opaque oh, line. no. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> police on Wednesday released a brief statement after a video began trending in the Lubbock area showing an officer tape the sandwich-sized bag of liquid on a local radio personality's apartment door Tuesday evening, acknowledging that the officer acted outside of standard protocol. Huh. <laughs> Yeah, you're not supposed to tape it. (laughs) You have glue. (laughs) We issue you glue for a reason. Acknowledging that the officer acted outside of standard protocol and trying to assist a citizen who suspected he was the subject of a prank. Uh, I I just thought that cops were usually trying to collect DNA samples, you know, not hand them out to the community. (laughs) Wait, wait, sorry. He said he was trying to assist a citizen who thought he was the suspect of a prank. Like, was this person the suspect of a radio phone, like a radio yeah. prank? And then, like, the cop, then the cop was like, all right, we're going to get this guy. So let's find out here. According to a statement from LPD, dispatch received a check subject call at 7.37 p.m. Tuesday at an apartment complex in the 5200 block of Bangor Avenue. The reporting party stated an unknown substance described as a, quote, opaque white liquid that appeared to be milk in a bag, had been taped to their door, possibly by a neighbor, according to police. The neighborhood requested the bag be given to an unknown person who lived nearby and whom the reporting party suspected was responsible for leaving the bag. A police officer responded and attempted to return the bag to the neighbor, but did not get an answer at the door. The bag was left on the front door, according to police. This occurred around 10.46 p.m. <laughs> so the cops responded to a call about the come on the door. And then yeah. they said, I think my neighbor did this. And then the cop tried to take it to the neighbor and taped it to their door. Yeah, put can, it on. Can the, you return yeah. this bag of come to my neighbor? Well, yeah, I, think I assume said, they're going to want try. it. Yeah. No one answered the door and he thought to himself, I'll tape it to the door. <laughs> I have a new theory, uh-huh. actually. Which is that this isn't cum at all, that it's actually milk, and what there and there's maybe like a Canadian family in, in Lubbock they got that uh, Canadian milk. is trying to get to leave. Yeah, because mm-hmm. Canadians, obviously, I don't know if you know this, Canadian milk comes in bags. Oh, yeah. That's the most fucked up thing I've ever heard. <laughs> you oh, drop sorry, off your handful me? of loonies yeah. and you take your bag of milk home with you, right? <laughs> oh, my God. What? Unfortunately, that, I mean, yeah, a bag of... A bag of milk is a handful of loonies now, but yeah, milk comes in bags in Canada. <laughs> That's just like straight up like a like an ice bag. They've got. How do you how do you, how do you guys buy ice in Canada? How do you buy ice how does in that Canada? Work? All right, I guess I guess it's time for fucking school. <laughs> how are you? Well, a carton, obviously. Did you say a carton of ice? What the fuck is happening over uh, there? No, no. I, ice also comes. Ice also it's, it's it's you get your bag of ice, your bag of milk, your bag of Kahlua, your bag of vodka, yeah. and you make a white Russian. No, um, milk milk genuinely does come in bags. Ice also comes in bags. I like the jug that you get to put your bag of milk in, and then you snip oh, yeah. the corner. You know, oh, yeah. this is okay. So you you do understand this then? I'm all over. So you pour it in a jug. 
So they've got no, it, no, so no. Got, you, you no, put, no, 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 no. You put the bag of milk into the jug whole, yeah. and then you snip the corner of the thing, and then you just tip the jug with the bag in it. Yeah, um, the jug gets gross. Also, just so you know, of course it does. Like the jug gets <laughs> awful. <laughs> what is going What's on? What's going on with Canada? <laughs> hey, hey, Theo, you know, you know yeah. how you buy a bottle of milk and then you use it and you throw away the bottle. Yeah. What if you just What if you just kept the bottle forever? <laughs> what if you kept yeah, it? Just keep filling it up with new milk. Yeah. Again, you don't. You but you don't fill the 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 jug up with the milk. Andrew was very um, important to say. You buy like a bag of bags yeah, of milk. I'm looking at you it. You put those in the fridge. You pull out a bag of milk and then you put it in the. Ju- I don't know how this happened. Like which. Um, like which like plastic bag maker had connections to like the government in nineteen like sixty three, but this is how you get milk in Canada. And it's not the only way. You can also buy a carton. And I'd like to. I'd hasten to add that when I was uh, we were a carton family yeah. when uh, when I was a a, a wee lad. <laughs> um, but you know, many of my friends were bag families, and you know it's. And so whenever I hear a bag of opaque white liquid, I was wondering, where's this familiar from? And of course, the guy must be Canadian. And they're saying, hey, take off, you hoser. Go back to Canada. Take your bag of cum and get out of here. So it's a hate crime. That's what we're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) It's a hate crime against a Canadian. That must be what it is. Like we know your secret, you're Canadian. So how come the how come the jug is fucking standard issue? I'm still stuck on this. Why are the jugs all the same? Do you, well, because the milk bags are all the same. Yeah, but they all just got milk come, but they've all got the same sort of like rippled pattern around them. Is this what is what conspiracy is is occurring here? I, I again, I couldn't tell you. I mean, it's not like the milk is cheaper. Huh. It's it's not like it's yeah, cheaper. Plus, not you have in to the factor in the still jug. Expensive in the bags. <laughs> <laughs> you got to factor in the jug. You know, that's why you got to make the jug last for like thirty years. Jug. You know. That's why it gets so gross. It's because you have a... Because it's not even like you're sort of pouring milk into the container. Any milk that gets into that jug is in there by accident, which means you're not really thinking about it. Which means that a layer of accidental milk is allowed to build up at the base of that jug until it gets awful. If you if you are a Canadian listener who is not a savage and regularly puts your milk jug through the dishwasher, please write yeah, it to mailbag at buntavista.com. And let us know if um if Riley is actually yeah. from a if you're from cleaning a your milk jug, if you're soaping soaping up those milk no, jugs no, no, no. maybe we, with your we hands. We were from a <laughs> a carton family. We never got the bag. Right, carton. Right, family. Oh, that's good to know. Oh, so maybe they were even cleaner than a than a bag and jug family. You know, I think that was the idea. Gotcha. Yes, my, my this may not surprise you to know, uh, given that I'm a very um. A persnickety person, but my house was extremely tidy growing up, hmm. uh, and there was never going to be a milk bag in there. It was going to be carton the whole way, rinse the carton before it went into the recycling oh, okay. as well. You know, that kind of very thing. full on. Gotcha. A Lubbock radio personality known by the DJ name Jr. DJ Jr. Later took to social media, claiming to be the apartment resident on the receiving end of the bag left by the officer. He shared a doorbell security video of the incident on social media. In a Twitter post, he said he called the non-emergency police number and was told the officer believed the bag of liquid belonged to him. That's bad police work. <laughs> Generally speaking, like, not even, not even if you are on duty as a cop, 
But if somebody handed you an unidentified bag of white liquid, opaque white liquid, and said, Hey, can you just try to return this to my friend across the way? My answer would be, no. No. And then I would I would just keep walking down to, I don't know, the Lone Star Bar and Grill or wherever I'm going in London. Mm. You know? mm-hmm. I, uh, I would not cool say, let me take your bag. Cops. <laughs> I would not say, let me take your bag of liquid anthrax, sir, and go and put it in someone else's house. Yeah, like, how far can you take this? This is just a symptom of the loss of social trust in the United <laughs> States, is that a cop's no- is that all of a sudden it's newsworthy if a cop takes t- takes a random bag of liquid to you and tapes it to Returns someone's door it at your to, request. to their neighbor. They've, you know, very kindly. We used to talk to one yeah. another, you know? This is what bowling alone was about. Bagging alone. It's so, it's so sad that neighbors won't even give each other their bags of cum anymore. They have to involve the authorities, you know? Mm. A source told the Lubbock Avalanche Journal that the first reporting party has been frequently pranked and presumed a neighbor in the nearby apartment was responsible for leaving the bag of liquid. In its statement Wednesday, LPD apologized for the confusion the video had caused, adding that even though the officer had good intentions, it was not the right course of action. He should Just have like investigated that bag of cum. Yeah. Once again, dip his dip finger, the finger in, in give it a little sniff if the smell isn't too bad. Light touch. And that's your job the as a police officer. That's yeah. what you signed up to do. The, you got to put your body on the thin white line. You know? Now they're like, oh, we can't, we can't even, we're not going to taste the cum anymore due to being defunded in Biden's America. <laughs> 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 oh, they, they used to do their job. It used to be that you could call up the police and say, hey, uh, this is really weird. I'm, I keep getting pranked. My neighbor has parked his anonymous white van full of info uh, in my driveway uh, my neighbor also uh, works um, at the uh, CBD of Oklahoma mm-hmm. can you just sort of return that to him for me please and they take your van and they drive it down to the federal building and uh, you know and they'd be ready to help you out like that now not anymore they just not anymore not in Biden's America not even tasting the cum they won't do anything uh, this article closes out by saying, just like its appearance, the identity of the, quote, opaque white substance in the bag remained unclear Wednesday evening. I think if it was milk, one of the neighbors or whatever would say, oh, it's milk. It's milk. You know? And I guess we've also kind of established that um, nobody actually, no, nobody is claiming to be the originator of the bag, right? Hmm. Really, we've got a neighbor who's like, I, I got this bag of cum-looking stuff. A cop who is like, oh, can I help you with your cum, sir? Uh, and somebody else who's like, that's not my cum. I think something else is going yeah. on. They mm. should all have to, all three of them should have to produce some opaque white liquid. Yes. And look at the like opacity. You know, yeah. there's like varying opacity. Mm. Figure out whose it is. Easy. It, line up. Yep. Get a cum lineup. <laughs> <laughs> I'd know that cum anywhere. <laughs> yeah, I've seen that cum. <laughs> uh, suspect number five, please fire your ropes. <laughs> Hello, it's me, Ben, uh, from this podcast. Merriam-Webster defines a podcast as a program made available in digital format for automatic download over the internet, and that simply could not be more true. 
If you like what we do and want more of this podcast made available to you in digital format for automatic download over the internet, simply go to patreon.com slash Vista and hit the enormous red button that says subscribe. For five US dollars a month, you get access to our weekly bonus episodes, our entire archive of bonus episodes, our exclusive Discord server, and an RSS feed of both bonus episodes and free episodes that doesn't have these ads in them. That sweet, sweet subscriber cash allows me to do this show full time without having to get a real job, and frankly, that whips to me. The other guys also get some money or whatever, but I don't really care. Anyway, check that out if it sounds good to you. Love you. Oh, dear. Oh, dear, oh, dear. Uh, folks, some of the things that come out of the human body are truly mysteries. You know, mystery liquids and everything. Uh, mm. Sometimes the things that go into the body are mysteries. And we're going to delve into that a little uh, in this week's edition of our mailbag. Three one seven five one five. That's the Punta Vista hotline. One eight hundred three one seven five one five. That's the Punta Vista hotline. You can send us an email. Mailbag at PuntaVista.com. Maybe DM us on Twitter. You could even message Facebook, but we don't really check the Facebook. Yeah, hundred three one seven five one five. That's the Punta Vista hotline. One eight hundred three one seven five one five. That's the Punta Vista hotline. Now. Two bits of information to preface this with. Uh, one is for Riley's benefit, and that is that on a recent episode... Thank you. <laughs> you're welcome. Uh, on a recent episode with beloved friend of the show, Max Laverne, um, please listen to The Horse and the Rider, where podcasts are available to you. Uh, on a recent episode, we were discussing um, how not delicate surgeons are when performing surgery on people. Um, I was making wild claims like they just shove their hand in there and jiggle it around or they pull out all your guts and put them in a bucket, you know? Uh, ben then implored any doctors who listen to the show, because we know there's a few, to write in if they would care to validate or invalidate my uh, wild claims. So there's your context, Riley. And additionally, maybe a little content warning for if you are not a fan of hearing about surgery... Maybe skip ahead by a couple of minutes. I know? think it's yucky, but I'm going to press on. Yeah. Well, you are very brave. You are a podcaster. Mm. It's mm. not an audio medium, but you will see me somehow getting whiter through the... <laughs> <laughs> it is an audio medium. It's not a visual medium. Whatever. It's true. Uh, this comes to us from listener Sam. Dear Buntas Vista, uh, Ari, surgery. First, you'd be surprised by how many nooks and crannies there are in an abdomen... There's actually quite a lot of stuff in there, and it forms all these layers. One of my favorite layers is called the omentum, which is a big sheet-like fold of mostly fatty tissue that overlies all the intestines. If you are doing open abdominal surgery, known as a laparotomy, this is usually the first layer you encounter, and if someone is stabbed in the abdomen, you can sometimes see a bit of this tissue poking out. In cases of serious infection, such as a burst appendix, the omentum can somehow crawl over to the site and try to wall it off in an attempt to prevent the spread of bacteria and fecal matter throughout the abdomen. That's pretty cool. There's so much fucked up stuff going on in there. There's little towns, you know? Not my business. Anyway, 
Anyway, if you're doing a laparotomy, you often just lift the omentum out of the way, which sort of involves placing it and the large intestine to which it attaches on the patient's chest. Mm. What? What the fuck? This just, this feels like it's from sort of surgery from a previous era, right? Yeah. So it, this is my point, though, is that you would think that they'd need to be, they'd, they'd be, they'd be delicate and they'd be finessing stuff. But what they do is they cut a big hole in you and they yank all your shit out. They chuck it in a bucket and then shove it back yeah, in. It's also, it's also fucked up to me that, like, the thought that there is, like, layers and stuff like a, like a lasagna in there. <laughs> um, that they're just, like, deconstructing. Because to me... <laughs> The inside of your body is obviously bones. You've got the organs and the wet bits, and then it's just like a contingu- contiguous sort of like red substance up until the skin. A lasagna, right? like, a bodily lasagna. But yeah, you can't just be like fucking. And this is the bechamel. <laughs> it does sound like he's talking about the bechamel layer. The body bechamel. <laughs> Uh, so he says he has not himself seen the big red Kmart bucket approach to extracorporeally organizing the visceral organs. And what I was talking about there was basically picking all your intestines up and out and putting them in another dish. Uh, he continues, but it would make some sense, especially if you needed to access some organs behind all the intestines, such as the kidneys or pancreas. Interestingly, the limiting factor of the incision size you use is actually the biggest thing you're hoping to put in or pull out of the abdomen. Mm. It's all well and good to remove a gallbladder, but if the hole in the abdomen is too small to extract it, you've got a problem. One runs into a similar problem when trying to pull out a liver, or, sorry, when trying to put a liver in or pull a baby out. In terms of leaving stuff in there, it's a pretty rare event, but it does still happen. Most commonly, it's a surgical sponge or similar. These sponges are actually manufactured with a material that shows up on x-ray to make identification and retrieval of them easier. More rare are other surgical instruments, such as clamps. This is obviously not ideal, but imagine the circumstances under which this may occur. Emergency trauma surgery, for instance, where a lacerated inferior vena cava can produce blood loss into the open abdomen so brisk it sounds like a babbling stream. No, and the no, only no, no, th- no, 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 uh, thank you. I mean, a babbling <laughs> stream is a pretty huge amount of <laughs> by a body standard. Um... I'm. Th- this is one of those things that I'm absolutely sure I have told the story about on the podcast before. But once I punched a hole through the uh, layer of muscle and skin in the front of my shin, and yeah. and I could see the. Stick, b- I'm just gonna right? take my headphones off while you talk about this. <laughs> and I could see I could see blood coming out like in big gouts with the the pace of the pulse, and it took I would say five to ten seconds to fill my shoe. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, yeah, you have you have told that story before, and it's fun every time. Yeah, you've been you've been so injured, <laughs> the most injured. I've never been that injured. That's pretty good ones. Um, I did I did see a post today where somebody was talking about what's the worst pain you've ever experienced, and um, I, I saw you commenting on that, Theo. But mine mine was probably when I when my appendix was just about to burst, like yeah. last year or whenever it was. And I was thinking or talking to someone about this recently and thinking about how, like, it's a very, very different sensation from, you know, I've had third degree burns and broken bones and large lacerations and big puncture wounds. And You've got to start looking dogs. after yourself, dude. Um, <laughs> nothing's happened in a while, to be fair. Um, except for my, my appendix deciding to just about explode. 
And it's a really different vibe from getting, I guess, what is a relatively superficial injury to the outside of you versus your body sending you a bunch of signals that are like, you're going to die. You're going to die if nothing happens yeah. about this hey, thing I don't know what's going, going on, on in there, but I don't like it. You're going to need to have a look. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to need somebody to check that out. You are gonna By the way, it's on the that. inside. We're talking about a lacerated inferior vena cava producing blood loss into the open abdomen. So brisk, it sounds like a bubbling stream. And the only thing preventing the patient from exsanguination is direct pressure by a surgeon's hand and multiple surgical sponges. It's not impossible for something to slip out of view and disappear between the intestines or into the pelvis. Ah. There are many surgical procedures that require a great deal of finesse. Hmm. Neurosurgery comes to mind, although the delicacy of operating within the cranium is sort of offset by the brutal power drill and bandsaw approach required to actually oh. get inside the skull. I feel, like, I feel like it would be harder to lose something in inside someone's skull, though, right? Like, yeah. it's less mushy, there's not so much cavities as, like, a snug fit. It's pretty filled in, in already. You might not notice. Yeah. It's just, you know, like a brain crevice. Yeah, you've got, like, the thinking shot creed in there, um... I don't think it's. I don't imagine that they get to the end of surgery and go, "Huh? Would you look at that? I've sewed my foot inside his brain." Mm. <laughs> hey, I thought I was wearing a watch and a hat. Where are they? Uh, I can hear one of them. So there are things that require finesse, but it is true that many things take more force than you'd think. The self-professed jocks of the medical world, orthopedic surgeons, are especially notorious here. (laughs) (laughs) Carpentry (laughs) tools work exactly the same on the human body, but bone is much tougher than wood. You hear that? Uh, People intending to build houses but wanting to save on spiking wood (laughs) prices? Yep. You're going to want this house to last, though. You're going to want to pay a little extra for the bone. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Splashed Google out for the bone, but, you know, <laughs> it's worth oh, it. Oh, shit, you got bone? <laughs> Walk, walking into someone's house and running your hand over the kitchen counter. Is this bone? Yeah. <laughs> it's actually a 70-30 bone bamboo mix. <laughs> uh, Google intermedullary nail removal, if interested, and not I'm feeling not I won't. I can tell you I will not be doing that. Oh, I watched like 20 minutes of that shit the other night. Um, I know, I saw the thumbnail. Even the thumbnail's enough. So, look, this is going to sound bad when I say it like this, right? But in this video, they were operating on an 87-year-old lady who had been blasted by a car, right? So, Mm. except she'd been blasted by a car three years prior. Um... So, as a a pedestrian, right? Somebody had hit an 87-year-old woman and just exploded her, her... Fibias and tibias and such. Mm-hmm. And so they had bolted them back together with like steel rods and these intermedullary nails. I have no idea if I'm saying that correctly. Um, and th- but the operation that they were doing three years later was that some of the nails had broken and they have to get them back out and replace them. No. And in this no, video, you. they were talking about. A, getting in and, like, pulling out these fucking metal screws that are going through this rod and your bone and stuff. But there was a section of the video that was like, what to do if the screw has a stripped head? And they were like, you gotta you gotta get something clamped onto it. And then they have this long, long metal rod with, like, a, like a, a, a big bulbous head. 
and then they they backslap that, so they they hit up and away from the leg to like pull the the screw out of it without being able to unscrew it. And the whole time I'm like, that's somebody's old nana over there that yeah. you've got with her floppy legs and such. I I cannot even begin to comprehend what the recovery for something like that would be like at that age, but the the trauma looked absolutely out of control. Mm. Hope this was interesting, and I was chuffed to get called out on the pod. Bizoo, Sam. Uh, and mm-hmm. get this, get this, everybody. We get to play our favorite breaking news uh, stinger. Wow. It's scrambled eggs on toast and coffee out of the orange mug. <laughs> While we are in the middle of recording this very podcast, I have received another letter from another doctor. This comes to us from Tom, who writes, Hi, Bunts. I'm a fresh young doctor. Ooh. Finishing up my first year. <laughs> Pornhub category. <laughs> really? Got any fresh young doctors there? I'm a fresh young doctor finishing up my first year of practice. Just sending through some insights on, on episode 270, wherein Andrew mentioned some stories from his mother's work in operating theatres. I'm going to again one, point, point out that it's fucked up that smart people listen to this show. We've got yeah, like some of the smartest smartest listeners out there. Like, you know, people... Doing like PhDs or like postgrads in like quantum mechanics and yeah. uh, New York Times best-selling author, motherfucker, yep. doctors, and, surgeons. Yeah, and this um, is mostly about uh, you know a bit of cum getting getting taped <laughs> to someone's door. Well, I'll I'll, I'll put this to you. Um, everybody wants to turn their brain off in their downtime. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah, that's wants to hear some, someone stupider than them talk for a while. <laughs> Hear about cum? <laughs> hey, you guys heard about cum? Well, I was just reading about uh, Channel 7's new flagship TV show in which they are going to pit different balloon artists against each other. So, yep. you know, we something for everyone. We to get into this. <laughs> <laughs> just leave that one alone. <laughs> Number one. Everything Andrew says is absolutely true. God, I love being vindicated. Uh, probably in they general. Didn't, they did not say. They didn't say that. <laughs> hey, Andrew, can can I see can the I letter? See Absolutely. I'm gonna I'm gonna forward it on to you guys. I'm I'm reading it from my phone right now. Looks at it. It looks like a note. Looks like you sent <laughs> Every- it to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That's the notes app. It looks like you're sent of a screenshot. A screenshot of a Microsoft <laughs> Word document. Number one, everything Andrew says is absolutely true, probably in general, but certainly in regards to these stories. Thank you, Tom. Right. Number two, we don't use a red bucket for concreting. We use an arguably cheaper looking plastic bucket that gets thrown out afterwards because medicine is extremely wasteful. Yeah. Three, Max's joke about filling the person with compressed air is actually the truth. In laparoscopic surgery, we need the light from the camera, but also space to work. So through one of the holes, we fill the abdomen with non-flammable gas to give us some room to work. Oh, it inflates the- you and makes you big and round. <laughs> yeah, what if, what, if they filled it, what if they filled you with hydrogen? Imagine. <laughs> you could blow up like the Hindenburg. <laughs> That's how I want to go. <laughs> the fun part of this is that once we take the instruments out of the abdomen, uh, once we take the instruments out, the abdomen deflates through the holes like a big whoopee cushion and makes yes. very funny sounds. <laughs> Does it make a fart sound? Oh my god, it's doing the fucking the bender thing. <laughs> 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 
Uh, and finally, point number four, Theo Skyrim came out in 2011, not 2012. God damn. Wow. We do have the smartest people listening. Well, Theo, I suppose that's the end of you on the show. Yeah. <laughs> You're done. I'll He's come done. back from this one. Yeah. You can never come back from that. Cancelled. There's no point. There's no point anymore, you know? Mm-hmm. Notes app apology. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think Canadian doctors keep all the guts and stuff in a bag? <laughs> <laughs> they put it in a little jug. Put it in a jug. And then they, they tape it to the doors of their friends and enemies. Uh, so that just about brings us to the end of the show. But I believe that Riley had another question. Um, as though he were a scientist peering at some interesting chimps through a, a pane of glass. Mm-hmm. Has some questions for the Australians before he before he drags his ass over here. What is your question, Riley? Uh, yeah. So okay, my my question is okay. Look at the beginning of the um the beginning of the episode. Um, you, several of you opened beers. Mm. Uh, Andrew, you in particular, um, opened a um relatively high percentage. Sorry to reveal to everyone that you've been drinking a strong beer. Um, IPA. And I wanted to know if Australia has uh, also has the um, uh, 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 you might say trend in beer consumption, where you have strong IPAs with sort of aggressive mm. names. Oh, like um, you know, Hell Spike IPA, and it's nine yeah. percent, and it tastes like you're licking a railroad. You track. bet your ass we do. Oh, I can't believe I'm traveling for 24 hours in an airplane to go somewhere that's exactly as annoying uh-huh. as where yeah, I live. Yeah, it's going to be the exactly same the way. same. In, in fairness, uh-huh. there will be a great many other choices of beer for you. Um, I believe I just... Well, I'm actually... I just drank a cactus-based beer actually, before I came here. Okay. Okay, well, thank goodness. But I, I'm looking for mostly wine. Oh, uh, I, right. I, I don't really You're drink You're going to have a beer. wonderful time. Really any hard yeah. liquor. I'm mostly looking for wine. I like sort of very powerful um, reds. So, like, I'm really looking forward oh, to the Syrah. You're going to have a great time. And it won't cost yeah, the earth. I'm, I'm looking forward. To, um, Milo, Milo, my co-host from Trash Future, has, I believe he has, uh, and he didn't buy this, I believe it sort of was just left at his place, a special suitcase for transporting <laughs> wine. <laughs> um, That's such a Milo thing to have. <laughs> It's it's actually more of a me thing to have, but it was left it was left to him um, at his house, and so now he uh, like like just by 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 I believe an ex, and so I want to bring the special wine suitcase to Australia when I go to Australia for the tour, which I'm going to plug again, uh, and then bring home because you can bring thirty bottles of wine into the UK per what? person. Really? Yeah, you can bring a huge because well, we. We only recently developed a domestic wine industry that's worth a damn, and so I don't think that we sort of have tariffs set up to protect Amazing. it. Amazing. Which means that you can really bring some wine back, uh, which I intend to mm. do. Oh, well, I will, I will 100% sort you out with quality Australian wines. Oh, thank you very much. Uh, I'd, be, I'd be interested in, uh, in some stuff from the Margaret River area, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and possibly the Barossa Valley. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You want that Barossa. Um, you I'd want like that to, McLaren Vale. Hmm. <laughs> I'd like to look at a bottle of Penfolds and then say, one day. <laughs> oh, you can have some Penfolds. There's you can a lot get of the cheap It depends one. on what bin you're pulling from. That's right. Sorry, okay. I'd like to look at a bottle of Penfolds Grange Hermitage and then say, one day. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, yes, I believe that answers the question appropriately, and we will we will absolutely yep. hook you up with a range of wines. Uh, thank you. And by the way, thank you for allowing me an extra question. I know that you guys don't usually do that with your guests. No. Uh, yeah, that's absolutely like, not allowed. <laughs> no. We, if somebody tries to ask one question, we usually just all scream um, pretty much until they hang up. Yeah. You know? And you don't hear that. We cut that out. That, <laughs> that happened because of that. <laughs> we don't make it clear to just, people beforehand. Just because the guest... Just because the guest says something like, hey, can you hear me? Yeah. What the ah! fuck? What did you just fucking say? <laughs> what? Um, you're here to listen, you know? That's our vibe. Um, <laughs> so, as discussed earlier, uh, we hear from Bunta Vista, minus Lucy, because it's her birthday month and that's a woman's right. It's actually my um, birthday tomorrow, so... Uh, ah! So we'll it's, be allowed. Your it's allowed for me to not be in Gimpy on my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> That's our gift to you. Um, so, so we, the lads, will be in Gimpy at the Heart of Gold Film Festival uh, as some type of sideshow. Um, I believe some of our listeners will probably be driving up from Brisbane. Uh, we're looking forward to seeing you. Uh, it's probably too late to organize a flight from Perth, you know, just to check that out. Um, but there is plenty of time for you to book tickets to the Sydney and Canberra shows of the Trash Future Australian Tour. I will be at the Canberra show. There is another Melbourne show that has been added that is Britonology. Uh, and that is going to be Nate and Milo with the guys from Sands Pants Radio. There we go. Uh, so we and will put links Melbourne. to all of those things in the show notes um, so that you can easily locate tickets to... The, the Sydney show, the Canberra show, or the Melbourne Britonology show, and catch these guys uh, on their first of what I'm sure will be, you know, many biannual Australian tours. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. This hasn't been a gigantic pain in the ass. <laughs> uh, not at all. Well, it'd be so cheap to you know do. The, Milo... Milo tried to like figure out our um our tax situation, and he called the Australian tax office, and just with the question of, "Hey, do we have to pay tax on on the following earnings?" And furthermore, how? And the woman on the other end of the phone was just like, oh, "I don't know that. <laughs> You're probably fine." That's great, just don't, just don't. It's not a problem. <laughs> Thank you for tolerating my Australian accent. I won't. I promise not to do it on stage at the. Uh, Australian live shows. You probably will. There we go, folks. Uh, November the 10th. Well, I, I won't. Milo will. November the 10th in Sydney. November the 15th in Canberra. Uh, we will have those links in the show notes. Please, if you are in those cities or sure even will. nearby and willing to take a little drive, come and check it out. Do you have a nice bottle of wine yeah. for me? I'll drink it. Get if it's get good. excited to watch uh, to watch Riley do that like um, to do that like Pangzai thing of 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 whirlpooling a, a, a bottle just just pulling out the cork and upturning <laughs> an entire bottle of Merlot whipping it down yellow tail about- maybe yeah. <laughs> oh no. no I will only do that with incredibly nice wine yes. <laughs> like I said grain Hermitage <laughs> if you bring me a bottle of grain Hermitage I will uh, whirlpool chug it. <laughs> Excellent. Not a new one, though. It's got to have some good age on it. Right? At the very end, I want to be coughing up sediment. Yes. That's what we're talking about. Love that. All right, folks. Well, that's it for us. And uh, we'll hopefully... Ooh, ooh, ooh. Andrew, I have one other thing to, to promote. 
which is that uh, Andrew and I have a podcast within a podcast. Oh. If you're listening to this podcast or my podcast, you've probably seen it. It is the Boney Island Whitefish, where we watch uh, every se- episode of season five, the first and only season, as far as we're concerned, of the show Criminal Minds. Uh, so do, uh, I mean, look, you're probably going to check it out by default, but go ahead and listen to it. You've, al- you've probably already subscribed to it. It's on either one of the Patreons. Yep. There's, a, uh, there's a free episode out now, and I think subsequent episodes will be on the bonus feed of either Trash Future or Bunta Vista. I'm pretty sure you will be seeing a certain Lucy Valentine guesting on that episode very soon. Absolutely. Spencer mm-hmm. Reed, number one fan. Um, so, we're excited <laughs> oh, yeah. to see you over there too. Folks, it's an absolute bevy of content. If you honestly cannot stop listening to things, we've got you covered. So, with that, we will leave you and uh, see you next week or hopefully in person next month. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.